Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. Hello, beautiful humans. Welcome to The Shawnee Show. I'm Shawnee Suisa, your host, and today is my first ever audio-only episode. But before we get into the episode, a little message from our sponsor. Football is back, and Bet Online remains your number one source for all your football betting needs this season. You'll find the latest odds, matchup info, player news, and game trends. And as your continued source for all your sports wagering info, BetOnline features live betting, free contests, live scores, and giveaways all season long. Always the fastest and easiest way to bet all your favorite sports and events like MLB, MMA, tennis, boxing, and even golf. Head to betonline.ag to join and receive your 100% welcome bonus with your first deposit. Make sure you use the promo code BELIEVE to receive your rewards. That's B-L-E-A-V. BetOnline, where the game starts. That was a fucking good ad read, you guys. All right, that was quality. Now back to the episode. I know I have been completely slacking on posting and people are wondering, is the Shawnee show even still in existence? Yes, of course it is. This show is going on in perpetuity, okay? This uh, this means a lot to me. I love the Shawnee show and I love everything I've been doing with it, but it has definitely been hard to keep up with along with my full-time job, as well as a number of other projects that I'm actually pretty excited to tell you guys about that I have been working on. But one way that I feel like I can streamline production is getting out solo episodes that are audio only. I mean, it's, you know, audio is something that I can produce in just five seconds. It is so quick for me to do and it requires really little effort and also really little effort for my computer, which is low key such a big deal with video work. People don't understand how long it takes to just render something off the computer, to upload it on my shitty ass Wi-Fi <laughs> that stops midway and then another five hours left on an upload for an episode. It's just like it's so time consuming and I don't know that I bring enough value video wise to a solo episode. I think interviews will always stay video because I love seeing two people talk. I watch interviews all the time. Uh, most of the interview podcasts that I consume are in the video format. I also have the YouTube premium uh, account so I can exit the app and I can still listen to it. So I will say that any audio only episode I upload, I'll also still upload to YouTube, but it'll just be the audio. So I'll have some overlay on top of it, some image, whatever it is uh, with the audio, probably the show graphic at the end of the day. But it's still just significantly easier for me to do that than it would be to actually film everything. And the other plus of doing audio is I am sitting in my bed right now. <laughs> I have a miniature setup of my entire studio. So the giant Focusrite audio interface that I use, I have a small two input one, the 2i2. If you guys are familiar with that, it is my one of my favorite pieces of audio equipment actually ever. I think it's unbelievable. So I have that and I have my, the same kind of mic just on a different little portable mic stand and that's plugged into my laptop. So I mean, it's a super easy system and I can do this all the time, whether I have people in the house, uh, you know, there's tons of people coming in and out of my house all the time. And right now it's the high holiday season. So you can imagine, I mean, it is a revolving door uh, of just Jews really <laughs> celebrating all the Chagim. So being able to do it in my room definitely is a big plus instead of having to be in the studio, which is in my living room. For those of you who don't know, I have taken over the living room. It is 
basically just the Shawnee show area. <laughs> I have, I have another editing suite too. I just got this, uh, um, standing desk. I don't know if you guys follow me on Instagram, but if you don't, and you didn't see this, I got a standing desk with a treadmill underneath as well. It's awesome. So I have like the studio side and then I have it, the editing side where I work at the standing desk. And then I also have all my equipment and everything. So I've just taken over the whole living room, but that does pose difficulties with trying to get enough content recorded and getting stuff out there. And also, so just for myself, you know, consistency is really hard for me. I, at the beginning of this show, when I launched, I was like new episodes every Tuesday. And the truth is, I really don't think that I can ever commit to a single day. I just don't think I'm that kind of a person. I'm more of a release as they come kind of gal. And I'm, yeah, I think if I just put too much pressure on myself on doing everything perfectly on the exact day, the exact same time, it's just never going to happen and it's going to stress me out too much. And with video, it's the same thing, you know, editing it perfectly and getting it out there and having to do all the work. And it's just, I feel like sometimes I put this stress on myself that doesn't even really exist. It's just kind of made up in my own head because I feel like I really love doing things right. I've always been a perfectionist. I've spoken about this on the podcast before. It's like a huge hindrance in my entire life. Perfectionism is just the main hurdle that I'm always having to face in order to accomplish the things that I really want to accomplish. And there's so many things I want to get done and I need to drop that perfectionist attitude to be able to get there. So this is going to be one way that I do that. And I hope that you guys like audio only episodes. I think it's going to be awesome. The audio quality is still absolutely pristine. I'm on my short SM7B. I love this mic. I got my focus right. It's literally the exact same setup. Although I probably will do most of these for my bed. <laughs> Does anybody like being in their bed as much as I do? I, I don't I feel like it's probably a really bad habit, but I just really like being comfortable. I'm a big fan of the bed. And I have such a nice bed setup. Like I have made this situation quite pristine for myself. And yeah, I just, anyways, I'm, I'm excited about this. I think that this is going to be a new phase for the Shawnee show. And I also have quite the backlog of interview episodes that I do need to get out there. I still have the chocolate Dell episode to post, which will probably be the next interview that you guys get. And then I have an awesome episode with Matt Stefanina, who is just the coolest dancer. I mean, my God, I, I, you know, you'd think I have good rhythm, but I really don't. I can dance to Psytrance, obviously don't get me wrong throw me in the middle of a nature party and I look right at home but you put me anywhere else and I don't even know what I, I look I look like a fucking piece of cauliflower like I don't even know how to explain how disconnected I feel to my body sometimes when I'm listening to certain tunes and I'm like what's happening what is this flailing so Matt was really cool to talk to uh, and also my little sister who is a huge dancer she's been dancing for so long I mean she's just like a big fan of so many of these people that Matt works with and also Matt himself and so it was really cool to interview him knowing that you know he teaches at Millennium or whatever that dance studio is and she's been talking about that since she was like two years old oh my god Millennium or Millennial I forget what the fuck it's called but she used to always just talk about that dance studio and so it's cool it's kind of like a full circle moment and then I also have an interview with uh Blocka de Danza who is dope also a dancer so I'm gonna do those back to back probably he's very cool I met him at VCon and we just really connected and uh, his episode was awesome we got into some like really funny conversations about just existence and and time and it was cool I I mean we were drinking these shroom drinks for it so I, I don't know if that really impacted us but 
conversation definitely sounded like it. So I think you guys are going to like it. And then I also just had Troy Farkas on, who is the producer of the Ringer MMA show, which for those of you who don't know, is a really cool MMA show that I like to call into. It's a social audio show on Spotify Live and it's hosted by Ariel Helwani, Chuck Mendehall, PT Carroll. And it's a super fun show. And we built like this little community around it. And it's just a really good time. Um, So I was happy to have Troy on. And also just because he's a fellow producer, I love connecting with people who do what I do. There's something that, you know, it's, it's like speaking a different language. Like you can't really explain this job to people, especially podcast production, because it's so new. It's very rare to meet other podcast producers. Like that's actually not common. When I come across them, I get pretty excited because it is just something that just not many people, you know, there's a lot of video producers, they move over, radio producers, whatever, but someone who's actually in podcasting and in podcast production, and he's been in it for a couple years now. So he's, you know, he's getting it. Uh, it, it's cool. It's cool to connect with people like that. So I was happy to have him on and, uh, da, 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 da. yeah, that's, that's everybody in the bank right now. And then I will definitely have Laura on again, you guys, I know that the Laura Growie episode, I mean, that gave me a huge influx. It was incredible. I absolutely love the response to it. It's just been so wow to li- like, it, it, you know, this is why I do this show, right? You do the show because you want people to, for one, actually listen, um, two, to get value from it. And three, for it to like resonate to the point of, of engagement to the point where they're reaching out to discuss it. I've I always loved that. That was one of my favorite things about the Saniac podcast, which was my old show about reality TV, uh, where we covered MTV's the challenge and some survivor and big brother talk mixed in here and there. And we went live every single week on Facebook to recap the episodes. And we also went live for all of our interviews and it was all done on our Facebook page. And the interactions that we would get live every single week was just phenomenal. And it's so, it's so fun. It's so fun to engage in that way. So when everybody was reaching out about the Laura episode, I just loved it. I just, I just loved it. And I know it meant so much to Laura as well. You know, she was coming out here telling her story really for the first time ever and putting, I mean, putting it all out there, you know, she, she spilled a lot of tea, <laughs> a lot of tea and, and a lot of her story. And it was really, it, it was really powerful and it was awesome. And I know that it meant so much to her to see the response and especially within the, the Muslim community and all of these Muslim women reaching out to her, you know, in, in similar households and similar families that could really relate. I think that that was really cool for her as well to see. So love that. And if you found me from TikTok, welcome. I am so happy to have you here. My TikTok fans now consist of either guys who are into my ass because of the jujitsu videos I post or lesbians who really like the episode with Laura. So it's like a really funny, eclectic mix. Thank you so much, TikTok. Uh, that app is fucking hilarious to me. I wish, I wish I could be one of those people who just pose like all the time. How do I get there? You guys, is there some sort of magic trick? I don't know how everyone stays so consistent on social. I find it shocking. You know, it's like easy for me to post Instagram stories. I feel like the way that they've set that feature up is just so simple. I just wish I could streamline that process the same way that I feel about Instagram stories onto the actual like feeds. I just can't. I don't know. I, I don't, 
I don't know, you guys. And I've never actually been a poster. The fact that I even am on Instagram posting regularly and on Facebook and everything. I mean, I really like never used to do that. I used to post albums on Facebook, like photo albums here and there. And I would like take my time with the albums and make them all nice and do all captions and cute shit. But I was never, you know, a mobile uploader, if you will, you know, uploading everything that happened after a night out or this or that. Like there's some people who always were uploading all the time. And I just was never like that. I did eight and a half months in South and Central America backpacking straight. And I did that without a cell phone. I had an iPad mini and I didn't even have, I don't think an Instagram account at the time. And I posted nothing to nowhere. <laughs> I think I, I mean, I just posted nothing to nowhere. I just, I, I, and I'm actually sad about that now because I don't even have, I lost two cameras during that trip. I don't even have very much evidence of so many incredible places that I went to. So I am upset that I didn't post, but I just, I just have never really been that kind of a person. So it is hard and it does suck that it's such an integral part of my job and the things that I want to do. But Anyways, I'm working on some projects that will hopefully generate a good amount of revenue. So I'll be able to pump some money of my own money into Shawnee's show and hire out a staff because I would love to have at least one or two team members on board with me so we can start getting more consistent content out there for you guys. And so I can just have more fun with it. I am tired of producing. I'm not going to lie. I have been doing it for years, for so long. My first ever video editing client was when I was 11 years old. And as much as I love doing it where I, you know, the actual action of it, like moving pieces around, putting different clips together, like seeing that all come together is amazing. But the physical aspect of it, being on a computer, being in front of a screen, that kind of stuff to me, that is really what wears and tears on me. And I'm finding it harder and harder to do that as the years go on. And also I did just turn 30 (laughs) and not to be like one of those, but I swear you get older and you move wrong and you're in pain for a long time. So yeah, this is my 30 year old self telling me it's time to move on. It's time to be more in front of the camera, to do the things that you love to do, to edit from behind an editor's desk and tell them what to do with their hands on the computer. Because yeah, I just don't know that I'm really built for computer work like that. I mean, I did an entire coding boot camp, and I have not done a single piece of coding really in terms of for hire since then. I mean, I just... I, I, I couldn't do it. I realized after I was like, damn, yeah, this is not for me. Typing for this long in front of a screen for this long. Oy, va, voy, va, voy. I mean, it's, yeah, it's, it's hard on the body. So anyways, I'm hoping to really start making a change. And you know, when you wake up after a birthday and you just feel so fucking motivated and you're like, holy shit. I mean, yeah, that's, that's pretty much how I felt. You know, I, 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 cut back on a lot of freelance work this year. I made so much more money last year than I did this year purely because I just cut back on so much work because of what I'm talking about now. I've been choosing happiness a lot more than I've been choosing work and financial growth, which to an extent I have loved, obviously, but I do want to get back to that grind of bringing in all the cash. (laughs) I miss that grind. I miss that grind. I have so many different things that I would like to do. uh, And financially, I need the freedom to do that. So I'm excited about some projects I have in the works. Some I cannot talk about, but one I really do want to talk about because it has been taking probably the most time away from Shawnee show. And I think it's going to bring a lot of value to the community. Uh, Maybe not all of you, but uh, you know, a lot of people message me ever since I really started podcast producing, I've been getting messages left, right, and center from various people who want to start podcasts. It's the most common thing. And if you guys don't know, I used to do a lot of consultation work. Uh, I still do from time to time. I'll help people. I've coached podcast hosts. I've built studios for people. 
Um, I've done one-to-one coaching on helping some, you know, a few people become producers, their own producers, things like that. So I do love doing that. And I wanted to find a system that would streamline that, that would help more people in a faster amount of time. And honestly, I've been thinking about putting this out there for so long. I think the the first time I thought about this was what, like four, four years ago, actually, when I'm thinking about it now. Yeah, it's been been about four years since I wanted to do this. So I'm excited to finally get it done. It's a podcast course, an online podcast course that you can take to learn how to podcast from literally A to Z. I mean, I'm going to give you guys the, the, the full, the full Bible on podcasting. So it's going to start from concepts, naming, format, all of that, all the way through recording, studio setup, editing, any post-production features, artwork, assets, Uh, upload, distribution, marketing, everything that you need to know, monetization. We are going to get into all of that as well as even hosting presence and mic presence, speaking and different tips and hacks for that, interviewing, research, episode research, guest booking. I mean, we are going to cover it all. I want this to be the ultimate Bible to podcasting. I want to create armies of producers. We need more producers. We need more people in this industry. It is lacking in highly skilled, reliable human beings who know what the fuck they're talking about. And the great thing about this course is it's going to be something that you can take either to start your own podcast or If you want to become a producer, this is the exact course that you will want to take to become a podcast producer. And seriously, I cannot stress this enough. We need more good producers. So if you're looking for that sort of career path or if that interests you at all, then I am excited for you guys to check this out. It probably won't be ready for at least another month or so. I am. I've been working on it like crazy, you guys, but it, it's it's going to be a long one. It's going to be a very thorough course. So it's taken me a long time, but I just can't wait for it to come out. So yeah, that's what's been going on in my life. A few other projects as well in the works that I can't really discuss, but I'm very excited about them all. And there's just been so much going on. It's been so much fun. I was in Portugal for Boom. I don't know if you guys know what Boom is, but it is spectacular. It's a psychedelic trance nature party in the middle of like buttfuck Portugal. Fucking unbelievable. What a good time. What a good time. Sometimes I wake up and I think to myself, wow, I can't believe I'm not at boom right now. How sad is that? (laughs) Like, why am I not at boom right now? It's just, it's an upsetting thought to even think about sometimes. Like, why am I here right now? Why, why do I have this microphone in front of my hands instead of the portable microphone that I had at boom? which gave me like a really strong reverb. What a great mic. That was such a good time. Man, such a good time. I hope you guys all had a phenomenal summer. It was a, it was an interesting summer for me. I did Portugal. I did some other stuff, but for the most part, I was really grinding. I was in LA. I was working out, trying to get stuff done. I did go to a few UFC events. That was fun. I did uh, International Fight Week. That was a great time. I don't even know if I've talked about that on the podcast yet, but that was just a an awesome time. Uh, what other fight night did we go to? Do? The San Diego one. I went to the San Diego fights. Those were really fun. We got ringside seats for those. I love being bougie sometimes. It's so much fun. Like I probably shouldn't spend however much I spent on those tickets, but you know when sometimes you just do and you think to yourself, hmm, well, it's done now. <laughs> like, you know, like you'll love it when you're there. So I guess it's just worth it at the end of the day. I've been choosing happiness a lot lately, you guys, as you can tell. Happiness has won over a lot of things. But the truth is, I think that there's a balance. 
what's that quote that I love so much, which is success is the ability to delay gratification. And the truth is I've been choosing gratification. I've been choosing instant gratification. I have not been choosing, I have not been choosing the success. I have not been choosing to delay gratification because I just haven't really been in the mental space to be able to do that. And I think sometimes you have to figure out when you can do that and when you can't, when you have to sort of be more forgiving with yourself and be kinder to yourself. And oh my God, I forgot to even mention one of the big things that happened was I stopped taking birth control and it really messes with you. Ooh, la la. You know, I posted something about stopping birth control on my Instagram stories recently because I was breaking out and uh, I had just so many messages, so many replies to it from all of my friends talking about their experiences when they stopped birth control. They were like, oh my God, Sean, I relate to that so much. The same thing happened to me. I was exhausted, could barely move, so bloated, so tired. My period didn't come for a few months, uh, breaking out like crazy. People go through a lot of symptoms, mood, depression, mood swings like crazy, anxiety. I mean, it's pretty intense. You don't realize what it does to your body while you're on it you don't fully realize, let me say that, until you get off of it. Because when you get off of it, the symptoms are so insane. It's a, it's a pretty grueling process. So I have been trying to be a lot more forgiving with myself. I've probably gained 10 pounds. I've had to just be like, it's okay, Shawnee. You'll be okay, Shawnee. You're still hot as fuck, Shawnee. There's been a lot of that going on in my head. And you know, it does, it does help, it does help for sure. But I think being forgiving with yourself is also, also really important. It's, you know, you have to have that, that balance, like I said, but I'm feeling great these days. I really feel like I'm getting back on track. I, I feel fucking amazing. I've been waking up. I've been going and working out. I've been getting in what I need to do. And I've been working on my projects pretty regular, rigorously, rigorously or vigorously, both. Honestly, I've been working on them vigor, rigorously. <laughs> I need to put that on a shirt. Uh, I have. And so I'm, I'm really proud of myself for all of that. And I've definitely, you know, maintained that and, uh, it's been good. It's been good. So I'm excited. I can't wait to get things back on track with Shawnee show and to get more episodes out there. So this is going to be a test run, this little audio only episode. I have so much more I want to talk about and do some solo episodes. I'm going to record a few solo episodes just to have in the bank as well while I go to Israel because I will be there on the 25th going for my best friend's wedding I'm so excited wow you know those people who you watched growing up and they were like oh my god all my friends are getting married and having babies and I'm still single and you thought to yourself oh my god I'm never gonna be that person yeah hi (laughs) hi it's that person it's that person but the craziest part of the whole thing is that I I legitimately don't imagine myself doing that for so long like I still feel like I'm I'm 18 years old and I don't know when I'm ever going to feel like I am growing up like I need to start doing things like that with my life but it's like I just can't even fathom it I don't know what it is and does this make me a fuck boy because I feel like this makes me like a Leonardo DiCaprio never wants to settle down but the truth is like it's very stressful to even think about it I mean I would love to settle down at some point but just the idea of how much I have to do in my life that I want to get done before I'm even in the headspace to want to focus on that and like properly date. Like I know I need to date to be able to meet someone. I mean, I don't know if I'm even there. I went on a date with a guy recently who had really square eyebrows. Couldn't stop staring at them. (laughs) 
but he was he was really nice but there was just no spark and that seems to be the case for so many of the dates I go on it's stressful to, I don't know if other people have this sort of situation but I I hope at some point it changes but yeah man who else feels 18 still I really feel like I don't feel 18 in the sense of I feel so young and reckless but I feel 18 in the sense of like oh I want to get married in 10 years (laughs) but that's that's I think that's probably just too old at this point my grandma told me on my phone call for my birthday she goes you know you know if you try really hard Johnny you can get married and have a baby within a year by this time next year you can get married and you can have a baby you can be giving birth she's like because if you get married in a couple weeks then you can have a baby in three months and then or no you can get pregnant in three months then you have a baby in nine months it's going to be a whole year by then it's perfect by this time next year you could be married with a baby and i was like yeah mama thank you so much for that advice i really appreciate it (laughs) my cousin was on the line too and she was cracking up oh my god oh yeah yeah grandmas grandmas don't they but but my grandma has also been telling me to get married since i was 12 so it's like how do you take someone seriously like that you know at a certain point whoop de doody what else do i want to talk about oh all right guys i do want to mention just quickly because i want to wrap this up i want to keep this a shorter solo episode i'm going to split it up i might do some uh okay i'm back i might do some (laughs) should i cut that out or should i leave that i might leave that all right i'm leaving that we're going raw so what i was gonna say is i might do another episode on uh self-consciousness because that came up with troy and i just thought it was so fascinating of a discussion and i feel like i have so much more to say on the idea of not being self-conscious and getting rid of your insecurities and like dropping your inhibitions And I would love to do an entire episode on that. So I think that will be my next solo episode. But before we wrap up, I do really want to discuss Iran a little bit just to bring awareness and highlight what's going on over there. Just because I, my entire, I I think people probably think I'm Persian with the way that I'm sharing so much information, but I just grew up in LA surrounded by a ton of Persian Jews and my whole life because I'm Moroccan in LA and we don't have that big of a Moroccan community out here. Everybody thought I was Persian. So I'm always being asked, are you Persian? Are you Persian? Are you Persian? All the Persians would call me, you know, Shawnee June and da da da. And I definitely feel a connection to the community. And so for me, it's like, not only is that a factor, but I'm a huge proponent of women's rights around the world. I got so much fucking shit here for not going to the women's marches when they were happening because I didn't want to support something that Linda Sarsour was the leader of. I'm sorry, but I'm not going to get behind an anti-Semite who I think is so corrupt beyond belief. There's just no way I'm marching in something that she is leading. And I mean, there was a few other problems with it as well, but the, the truth is like, it just felt very... It felt very one-sided. It felt very selfish because the women's march to me felt exclusive in terms of it only covered us females in America. And that to me was a problem because when I look at women's women's issues across the globe, I see so many countries that have so many bigger problems for females that to me are like life and death problems, like female genital mutilation in parts of Africa. Do you know what I mean? I mean, I'm talking about women who literally can't go to school, who can't leave the house without permission for an escort after a certain hour from a male family member. I'm talking about women who who don't have the right to a bank account, who can't get custody of their kids and divorces. Like there are legitimate women's rights problems. And I'm not saying that 
actually, let me take back the word legitimate because I'm not saying that the problems that we have here in America are not legitimate, but I am saying that if we're going to fight for our right to do so what we want to do in America in terms of like just the amount of progress, what we're fighting for is so much more progressive. We are like leaps and bounds above. If we're going to do that and we're not going to be specifically including the women globally who really, really need our help. To me, that was like such a massive issue. And anytime I would bring up global women's issues to people that were talking about the Me Too movement or things happening here in America, especially during the Women's March time, like I would get so many defensive reactions and it was so off putting to me and it made me really upset and honestly it just made me feel like I didn't want to be a part of that I didn't want to be a part of the idea that I was going to go out there and not even think about the women who actually need us the most and like that just upset me and it was also just the response of it too and I I'm not someone who's like oh, your problems don't matter because other people have it worse. Of course, we need to make progress here as well. I'm not saying that we don't. That's for sure, right? And everything that's happened lately with abortion and things like that, I listen, I'm with you guys, okay? But my issue was that I felt, I just felt upset with how the conversations were going with the people that I felt were huge proponents of the women's marches here, my friends and things like that. When I would bring up global women's issues, I just was not a fan of the response. I didn't appreciate it. And I didn't appreciate the lack of education that people had on global women's issues. Because I just think that if we're going to fight for us as a people, we should fight for all of us as a people, not just for some of us, not just for the ones in Western countries. And, you know, it, it just, it grinded my gears. It really did. And then of course, top it all off with Linda Sarsour and some other just very iffy leaders of this movement that I felt were, oh, I didn't want to support that at all. That was just so upsetting. And and then and then top it all off with a lot of the anti-Semitism that came from, from so much of, of these progressive movements and the Women's March especially. I mean, people were, were walking with Magenda Vs and uh, Israeli flags and things like that, and they would be shunned. They'd be told to leave. Like, fuck off. I mean, that was the entire purpose of Zionist, the organization, was that they wanted to be able to be openly Zionistic in progressive spaces. And to me, you know, the idea of just the, the idea of like convoluting issues like that and being like, well, oh, you're Jewish. You can't be here. What the hell are you doing with the Magen David on? Like, get out of here. Get the fuck out of here. Get out of here. That's not real. And if you don't care about women globally, then I don't really believe that you care about the women here in that same way like it just doesn't make any sense how can you want women to have the right to have an abortion here but not care about the fact that women are literally getting their genitals mutilated just for fucking being females it it, it just is crazy to me like that that's just so crazy it's just so crazy to me and i think that we need to bring more attention to that so anyways what's happening with iran right now what's really you know it's <sighs> What's happening in Iran is crazy. It is one of the biggest human rights revolutions that we are seeing in our generation that could possibly overthrow one of the worst, worst regimes currently active in the world. I mean, we're talking about like the top. This is Iran. We're talking we're talking at, at the top here. I, I think you put above them maybe North Korea, Venezuela. I don't know who else, but they are fucking up there. They are up there. And the fact that there's so much silence from people, like the only people I know sharing shit are my Persian friends and maybe the occasional person. I'll give the occasional person some credit, but not enough, not enough. And all those same females who gave me so much shit for not going to the women's march. Also, by the way, apparently people really don't like the word female, but I really like it. If you take offense to it, I think that that's very weird. 
And also, can you please explain to me why? Someone DM me the reason why. Because I'm actually very curious because I didn't understand it. I tried to research it and there wasn't much online. And I'm I'm so curious about why some people are upset with the use of that word. Like I I like it. I prefer it to late. Well, actually, I don't even mind any of the words. I like ladies. I like women. I like females. I like all the words. But females is cool. In some contexts, I feel like it sounds good. So anyways, I you know, all the same people who gave me so much shit for not going to the women's marches are not sharing what's happening in Iran right now. Like they're just not. You know, you wore a pink hat a few years ago, but now you're not even giving a shit about the women who are like literally dying just for showing their hair. Could you imagine dying for showing your hair? Could you imagine dying for showing your hair? That's, I mean, could you? Like, I fucking couldn't. That's crazy. That's so insane. And that's what's happening. Like, that's what's happened. That's insane. That's so insane. It's so beyond insane. It's incomprehensible. It's something that I can't even fathom living in a world like that. I'm not someone who does well with authority. I've never done well with authority. I would have been killed as a child. Well, I'm also Jewish, so I would have been killed before I was even born, really, in Iran. <laughs> I wouldn't have got here. I wouldn't have got here. But, I mean, seriously... I would be so in an utter state of misery living under a regime like that. Just the, oh God, and terrified too, because I love life. I'm really scared of death. Like low key, I'm not a fan of the idea of dying. I've always wanted to be a vampire because I always thought it was so cool that they got to live through different eras in history. That is so cool. I would love to have lived through eras in history. I would love to be immortal. So... I would also be scared shitless day in and day out, likely going through a multitude of panic attacks. I probably wouldn't even leave my house at that point. I mean, I just can't even fathom dying for showing your hair. And, you know, it's just annoying to me. Not because not because this is even really the, the what matters is the fact that, like, these random people aren't sharing posts or whatever, but it's just annoying. It's just annoying that there's not more solidarity, that there's not more... That there's not more. Like, I, I think that there should be more. All these women who are leading such a big cause here should also be talking about this. This should be on the front of everyone's mind constantly. We should be helping. And the biggest issue that's so annoying is that it's like America is so complicit in what's happening over there. <laughs> so even, even if we do talk about it and we do all of this, it's like what's the chance that our government's actually going to give a shit and help them? None. Because they're so complicit in it and they want it to keep going because they want this whole oil situation. Ay, 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 ay. My head is honestly going to explode about it. But anyways, I really hope you guys are getting educated about it. I hope you guys are following the news about it. And I hope that you are just sharing at least one piece of content about what's going on there. And with that, I shall wrap my first ever audio only solo episode, which I will be uploading ASAP for you guys to have in the morning. And yeah, hopefully I will start getting some interviews out there as well in the coming weeks and more solo episodes like this, more audio onlys. If you guys are upset with it being audio only, please let me know. Let me know if you really want video because if you really want video and you let me know after that entire spiel that I just gave, but how much that shit stresses me out, I will fucking block you. <laughs> No, I'm kidding. I will block you. But yeah, let me know anyways, because engagement, you know, let's help the algorithm. Let's drop comments on my shit. Let's share my shit. Let's share my shit. Like all my shit. 
comment on my shit, drop some stuff. Let's shit the shit with all the shit and all the algorithm shit. You know what I mean? Like help a sister out. I beg of you. I just want a little bit of support. Let's make the Shawnee show blow up so that way I can get money faster, so that way I can get a team faster, so I can produce more content faster. So hopefully I can slow down and talk slower because honestly, sometimes I think I talk too fast faster. <sighs> and that's the outro for this episode. <laughs> Follow me on all social media platforms at Shawnee Suisa and at Shawnee Show everywhere except for ah, TikTok. Woo! No, but at Shawnee Suisa at TikTok. At Shawnee Suisa at TikTok, just not at Shawnee Show. If you're new here, that's an inside joke. You should listen to more episodes and you'll find out what it's all about. All right. Thanks, guys. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.